interested <laughs> what <the> <laughs> <laughs> okay wait, okay we got we got spammed three times here's another one there it is little, that's yeah. kind of emotional. i got a, and then we got this one too <laughs> i, I kind of got a funny funny ish stories so i guess the answer the answer is that question is yes as of right now um so i was in chicago a couple weeks ago it was for um so it was my birthday but it was also the birthday party of one of my homies and like i volunteered to like to cook Cause cooking is like one of the things I love to do. It's like my way of showing love, things of that nature. Nice. And so it's a, it was a pretty small apartment, but it was like 40 people. And so like I was, so I drove to Chicago from Pittsburgh and I was like prepping the food in Pittsburgh. Then I drive over to Chicago, finish it off over there. And so the, the plate, like the slate, it was, it was gumbo. And by the time we ate it, that thing was on the stove for 24 hours. There was mac and cheese, yams and fried chicken, like some real Southern shit. And I remember the way that I make mac and cheese is I make like a bechamel, like that creamy white sauce, and then you pour it over the noodles. I know this has become a really weird Food Network side tangent, but stick with me. This is related to the, the question you just asked. So I'm like pouring it like, I'm, like there's been like people like hawking me the entire time I'm like cooking. They're like ready to eat. And like I'm like finishing the mac and cheese. It's looking beautiful as always because I don't mess up in the kitchen. And this dude behind me is just like slightly inebriated he's like bro do you have a significant other and i'm like nah dog i'm a free agent and then he just like deadpan looks at me me too and then we just like have this like warm embrace it was like the funniest it's like one of my favorite moments of this year but i'm glad Hold to on. know that the, Let, the, the like, let's just reel us in here where are you from justice hercules right. california otherwise known as a city in the Bay Area, otherwise known as the Yay Area. Shout out E4. What the hell do you know about gumbo? What do I know about gumbo? I, I know don't enough. Feel like I don't feel like they teach gumbo out there. I know enough. <laughs> I mean, who are you to say what gumbo is, I'm, Tyler, I in Ohio? Not, I have nothing to say that, but I feel I, like I, I am. Say, it's like if I jumped on here today and said I made gumbo, these guys would trash me. I will say the thing about like the Bay Area food scene, and I, I admittedly did not grow up like eating a lot of gumbo. But the thing about the Bay Area food scene is like pretty much any craving that you have, like we can find something for you. And I was like one of those kids, like I don't really watch TV. I don't watch like movies like that. Like predominantly what I watch is like cooking videos on YouTube and Netflix and baseball. And so I've like just watched, a, like I go down that rabbit hole. And I've pretty much like memorized it like back of my hand now at this point. So I know I know a little bit. I know a little bit about gumbo. I mean, so sticking not- sticking on food topics, sticking on food topics, right? Um, you know, you, you're you're famous for the donuts, yeah. Right, bringing donuts in. First off, why <laughs> do you just really like donuts? Or and then also, what was your favorite donut place that you've been to this year? 
Well, first off, I'm a little disappointed that on that stack of albums, there isn't a Donuts by Jay Dilla, R.I.P. Jay Dilla, the GOAT. I actually have, um, let me pull it up right here. I just caught this at a bookstore about Dilla time. He's okay. The, he's the I goat, see you. Right? He's All the right. GOAT. But um, in terms of like the donuts, it started. It started when I was young. In terms of just loving them, it was um, my mom. Like every time we would go to Albertsons, I don't know. Like I think that would maybe be the. I think the equivalent would be like Giant Eagle. I, I'm not entirely sure, but we would like whenever we go to the store, like she would drag me with her, and my reward for you know going with her to the store was she would get me out like two chocolate donuts with the sprinkles and that was kind of always a thing like go to the store gonna get those two chocolate donuts with the sprinkles and so i just grew up like not eating like hella like i wasn't like this wasn't an every week thing but that was kind of where the affinity started for me i just like um just love like crispy cream i'm sad that we don't have them out in pittsburgh there's actually a funny video of J. Cole and Krispy Kreme, just complete side tangent about how much he loves it. Um, but there's actually also like a super interesting history about of donuts in California. And this is the Asian American studies major that's going to pop out in me. Um, I'm going to distill this very badly, but essentially there was this one guy who came over from, I want to say it was, it was somewhere in Southeast Asia. I don't know if it was Cambodia or Vietnam, but essentially he comes to Southern California and he kind of starts this donut empire. And so, like, if you come to California, like, a lot of the donut shops that you'll see are Asian-known, specifically by Southeast Asians. Like, one of my friends who's Vietnamese and Cambodian actually has a couple donut spots out here in the Bay. And if you come to the Bay and you want donuts, just search Happy Donuts or Happy Donut. You'll find, like, <laughs> 20 of them. But in terms of, like, the element of, like, bringing them to the stadium, um, this is a tradition that I started last year when I was interning with com, and i learned very quickly that day games were just like the bane of everyone's existence like you're coming off of a night game you're probably not getting home until like midnight one o'clock depending on how the game went you're probably not sleeping until two then you got to wake up at like eight or nine the next day super quick turnaround probably not eating anything for breakfast probably really tired especially when you're on these super lengthy homestands and so for me that was just kind of my way of you know, you know, extending my arm and saying like, hey, like you made to the stadium, like here's your little reward for making to the stadium. And it's also a way to literally and figuratively break bread. And that was kind of my way of getting to know a lot of, you know, beat writers that would come in because when I was intern last year, I was predominantly stationed in Oakland and San Francisco. And I just kind of became known as like that kid that like brought in donuts all the time. Like people would like yeah. be like like it, it would get to the point when like I would pull up to like Sundays like you got the stuff and I'm like yeah I got the stuff <laughs> and it was actually it was super it was super wholesome I'm gonna pull it out for you right here I'm gonna, I still got it on my bookshelf um but they like over the course of that year they like always joke with me about like like specifically the San Francisco press box they'd always joke with me about like being the quote unquote rookie of the year for like always bringing donuts. So at the end of the year, like they handed me this little, this little thing that said rookie of the year, like this fake, like nice. <laughs> this trophy of awesome. sorts. <laughs> and so when I came to Pittsburgh, like it was only natural to kind of just continue to you know continue doing it. I remember Mackie, yeah. like when we were out in Bradenton, 
very first time I pulled up, he's like, ah, oh, this is this is fool thinks he can bribe us with the donuts. He's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of go on like a I'm gonna get like yeah. real philosophical with this real quick. So just please allow me to go there with it. But um I was I recently finished reading uh, All About Love by Bell Hooks and it talks about you know love through like various angles like there's like the romantic sense of love but it's also like community it's also familiar there's also kids and i was writing down a bunch of quotes as i was reading the book and one of the quotes i know this is not where we expected this to go please bear with me as we go down this this nah, is you're good. You're good a lot of the philosophy of the question i'm still answering yeah. the question but one of the quotes that caught my attention was by an author named sharon salzberg and it said, true giving is a thoroughly joyous thing to do. We experience happiness when we form the intention to give in the actual act of giving and the recollection of the fact that we have given. Generosity is a celebration. When we give something to someone, we feel connected to them and our commitment to the path of peace and awareness deepens. If you thought Jake Krause was the only writer that reads books, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hope that answers your question. That's like my long way yeah. of saying don't. Okay. No. All right. So best, best spot. You got donuts at on the road this year. On the road, I promise I'm not pandering to like a Pittsburgh audience, but dough ride in Chicago was just kind of mid. I feel like I need to say say that it was okay. Right. Um, dang, I'm trying to remember them off top. I don't want to just go home field advantage too and go the Bay Area because Bay Area always has my heart. Justice. Do I gotta Next do it? summer? I'm bringing you some blueberry donuts from White House Fruit Farms. Change your life. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Baby, I'll tell you what. Just look. I'm sure you're a TikTok scroller. I stay off TikTok. I joke with my nieces oh, about being Lord. on TikTok. Well, if you ever just venture on the internet, I'm sure you do. Look up White House Fruit Farms. Blueberry donuts. Woo, baby. Where's that station at? It's over in Ohio, Canfield. It's probably about a half hour from Pittsburgh. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it happen. Oh, I will bring them to you. We'll make it happen. The next NS Live, NS Nine Live podcast. I will be bringing. Wait, I'll make that happen again next year. Next, uh, so we'll say this: like my favorite donuts are are actually in Bradenton, Anna Marie Island Donut Experiment, kind of like the northern northern tip of the island. There, love that spot. Never had them. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have yeah. to give that a try. What well, was that? Speaking yeah. of Bradenton, like two of the the two donut spots that I would go to in Bradenton were Asian owned, and I walked in there and I was like, "Of mm-hmm. course, of course, these are the spots that I found. Like this is so on brand. Where else would it yeah. be?" Yeah, yeah. Now, donut experiment on Anna Maria Island. It's uh, it's legit. I'm gonna have to give that a try. There is that one donut spot that's right by Leecom. It's like a, not even a five minute drive away. I mess with that place heavy. I can't remember what it is off top, but I mess with that place heavy. I just recommend the White House Fruit Farm blueberry donut. I'll tell you what, Google it. I have I have driven three hours for a milkshake. I will drive thirty minutes for for some donuts. So, <laughs> I mean, I think the real Pittsburgh question here is: Have you had permanis yet? I have. That was like one of the very first things that it was like the very first week that I was here. I think I got the pastrami. Like it was that place I'd always heard of. Always wanted to try it. Yeah. I don't really get it. I, I'm not one to get inebriated, but I can imagine if I was, that would have yeah. been hitting. And I went to the yeah. original one. That, I think the original yeah. one was on the strip, right? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strip District. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I went to and that like, one too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I will. Y'all might be disappointed in me when I say this, though. I've yet to have a pierogi. It just has not happened. For all my, so, for all my sauerkraut, salt, slander, me, myself, have not had a pierogi. <laughs> um, I'll say it. Pierogies are trash. You are just. <laughs> you are an idiot. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. It's the literally a Polish ravioli. <laughs> that's how you say it's, no, trash. it's, like, it's, 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 it's pasta trash. with like mashed potatoes in the middle. It's like, potatoes. It's trash. That's that's the thing though. It's like every there's, culture is like no more there. famine. God. We're done. You're, that's every culture is like so that. stupid. That is the worst take that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> Pierogies. <laughs> I enjoy no, the race. So bad. So bad. I don't enjoy the race. <laughs> I don't I, I do not enjoy the race. I actively have disdain for that race. <laughs> well, here's what I'll say. The Pirates did Saul dirty this year. You can't mess with with like Sauerkraut Saul has a long and storied history of a of being a very productive pierogi. And uh it was sad to see what they did to him this year. It was sad. I will say so. When I first got on the beat, I did not know about the pierogi race. And it was in Bradenton. I was like looking at someone's locker and I was like, what the hell are those? Mm-hmm. It was either that or when I followed Alex and I saw like his banner, I was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, and then he's like, yeah, this is what it is. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they ruined my ability to listen to uh, Sabotage by Beastie Boys. I had to take that off my playlist. I can't listen to that song anymore. <laughs> Every time it comes on, I'm just like transported back to the fifth inning, the bottom of the fifth <laughs> inning. <laughs> a ballpark. We are glossing uh, over the fact that Denardo does not like mashed potatoes inside. No, I love mashed no, potatoes. It's, it's honestly, it's the I worst. I just had mashed potatoes. It's his worst take he's ever had. I've never that, heard that's anybody the say the dumbest thing mm, I've heard in my I life. I probably have worse. <laughs> but it's oh. true. It's, you haven't had a good pierogi then. Like, if you think pierogies are bad, it means you haven't had a good pierogi. Oh, like you've sorry. had trash pierogies in Pennsylvania. I don't, I don't know where, I don't know I don't where you got your pierogies pierogi. from. That's true. I've never had a bad pierogi, but like you must have had like a two-month-old rotten pierogi to, to have that sort of opinion. It See, was just a day-old rotten pierogi. That is like Justice saying he doesn't like sushi. See, what this is amounting to is like the next next time I'm on here, we just got to do a mukbang. I'm waiting like, for him to say he doesn't like sushi. <laughs> Are you gonna say you don't like sushi? Oh no, I love sushi. Okay. Like sushi, like it's actually sad. One of I the... mean, we don't have good sushi out here, but now there's actually there's a place. It's called Umami. It's in uh, Lawrenceville. It's like one of the few restaurants that I've had a chance to venture out to. It's a little expensive, but they do some good. Like I think I did sashimi when I was there. It was very good. I was impressed. Although I do be missing my Filipino food. I'm not gonna lie. Don't think I've ever had that. So I want to bring this up too, because you've obviously you've bribed the beat right with your donuts and such, right? Now, Justice, you were up for a fanboy today, or this this year, I should say, right? Your first year on the beat, you're up for a fanboy, but Alex Stump took it from you. So I just want to throw some things in here because it's gonna come up with a question also. Um, Alex Stump, back to back fanboy winner. Now you bribe the beat, you can bribe the fans and maybe try to earn yourself a fanboy. So this upcoming year, Justice, will you bring lobsters to the game? <laughs> <laughs> because if so, hey, I, I, I ain't gonna say a fanboy and steal it from Alex. I I ain't gonna say who, but immediately after that tweet, 
And I guess the, th the funny thing about that tweet is it kind of revealed that I'd be lurking on the Reddit page too. Um, <laughs> but immediately after that tweet, I'm not going to say who, but like someone in the org like be like texted me and was like, hey, you could for sure do that. Like it's possible. <laughs> it's for sure going to happen. I'm actually really surprised that like the next day somebody didn't post a tweet like, I got one in. <laughs> I was just, afraid like, that that was going to happen, and then someone was going to be like, look at what you did. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I actually have a question for Justice here. Does anybody have better style than you on the beat? I mean, I could play the whole, you know, style is subjective, you know, this person's style. Okay, is who has better style, uh, you or Ken Rosenthal? Because the guy's got man, the good tie work. Can't, like th that's the thing about like Rosenthal is like when you like have like for me personally I'm not a big like suit and tie person or guess like a suit like a suit and bow tie but like when you can like it says something when like you become synonymous for a look like not a lot of people like mm -hmm. have ownership over a certain type of look like I don't think I really have ownership over a certain type of look I just there's like not look. another beat writer out there in like a trench coat <laughs> <laughs> I just like to. I just like to be very loud. I, you can ask my best friend about this. Well, like whenever I asked him, like he's at thrifting events, I'm like, he's like, "What do you want?" I say, "Give me something that's loud." <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of where I would go off with it. But I think the this is not this wasn't asked, but I think the most uh, the most extra outfit that I had the entire year, and it's, it shouldn't come as a surprise, was when uh, we went to Miami. And I was like, and this is because I was going to go to, I went to All-Star like right after that. And I was like, if I'm going to Miami, I'm going to get this fit off. So like I had like my nice, I think that was, I think the material is corduroy. I got some nice little corduroy pants. I got a nice little shirt. And then I brought the hat with me too. Brought my sunglasses with me, you know, popped, popped a couple buttons open a little more than I typically would. I'm just like on the field, like. <laughs> I remember taking like as I was asking Mike to like take that photo for me. I'm like, this is so extra. This, and I I will say <laughs> I, mean, I got like Miami, I will I will take some pride in this. Like over the course of the year, like I would have like a couple players and like coaches be like, oh you you doing your little thing? You getting your little fit off? I see you getting your little fit off. So I guess that's like positive reinforcement, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying to. Baseball doesn't have like a version of league fits, at least that I know of. I think like the best dressed writer that I know is probably James Edwards at the athletic. He covers the Pistons. Like he will get some fits off, but I think like right now, especially once I start like, cause you know, first year, like I'm moving into a new apartment. I got to get some furniture, got to fill that place up. So I'm spending a, a decent chunk of my change there. But I think season two, get a little, put a little money away. We might have to, <laughs> I might have to negotiate to get some to get some outfits in the budget in the budget for my post game video for the post game videos, of course. Right, love it. Yeah, it's a work expense for sure. It is a work expense. Yeah. Then you're told you're gonna turn around like this and wear hoodies. There's nothing. I'm wearing a hoodie right now. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, with a but we're like in comfy hoodies. Like, man, this is a, this is another thing. The y'all don't Pittsburgh doesn't have Uniqlo, which is like a, a very specific clothing store. And like, if you ever out in like. I know. I think the closest ones in like Philly, they got some comfy hoodies. Uniqlo, sponsor me. Let's run it up. Let's do it. 
right. Okay. Where, where do we go from there? So the, that was all because that was all from donuts, right there. That was all from the donuts. That was all from Jay Dilla's donuts. I mean, I can I can banter forever. I used to. I haven't had a chance to like podcast in a couple of years, but I used to, especially during the pandemic. Like I had one that like do a couple times a week, and so. I get it from my mom, honestly, just like the ability to talk for a while. Like my dad is like typical immigrant Filipino father. It's not talk as much, but I get it from so, my mom. I can talk about anything and everything. So let me ask you this, because, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I saw some of those things. Um, not going to lie. I looked you up a little bit here. Oh, no. So you rode your bike a thousand miles in the month of August. Oh, you found a YouTube page. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I knew I should have deleted that shit. Tell us about that, Justice. Um, all right. So I didn't. I didn't make it. Um, I fell short. Um, but yeah, during the, I feel like I've got like some biking related materials here. I'm like looking on my bookshelf right now if I got any mementos. But basically, during the pandemic, I got like you know we're obviously just trying to find ways to kill time, and I got super into biking. Um, there was this bike community that I was part of called ABC, another bike club, organized by a couple folk, like some local folks. They got a little bit of a little bit of clout to their name. And we would like organize every Wednesday, like we call it we like right out Wednesday, where like we would either meet up in Oakland or San Francisco, just like mosh around the streets. There's be there'd be do these dudes doing like suicide wheelies. I don't know if y'all know what those are, but that's when like you like you pop a wheelie in oncoming traffic. And right as you're about to hit a car, you swerve away. I've seen it so many times, and it still like just scares the hell out of me every time I see it. Um, like I remember, I kind of became like their unofficial photographer as well. Like I'll just be like on my bike, like shooting as we're doing the rideouts. But in between all of those rideouts, like you know, I just got like super into it. So, like it was just a good way to kill time, and I would just try like finding treks, finding things that's like 30 to 40, 50 miles. And all that stuff became like regular. Like there's this like this one trail we have out here in the Bay called Iron Horse Trails, 25 miles one way, 25 miles the other way. Takes like four hours to do, but, you know, just bored one day, nothing really to do. Hop on the bike and go like slap loud music the whole entirety of the way there. Just have fun with it. And I didn't even when I was doing all this biking, like I wasn't even thinking about like muscle development but I remember like looking at my quads one day. I was like, hey, yo, <laughs> this is doing its little work there. But unfortunately, like I didn't, I was never consistent enough to hit that thousand miles in one in one day. I don't know if you watched any of the videos, but there was this one time I was biking from my hometown to Oakland. I made it there fine, but on the way back, like I hit this bump, start swerving, like slammed into a pole, cut up both of my Achilles pretty bad. And I was like, this is a we going to have to put a pause to this, but yeah, that's kind of the, th those vlog videos are kind of like the impetus to my, uh, my post game videos. And like, they're very similar. It's just like me doing whatever in front of a camera. So yeah, in terms of my resume, I was, I was a vlog boy in a past life. So did you bike at all in Pittsburgh? I have not. I didn't even bring my bike to Pittsburgh. No, he ain't I, was you. I was just going to say that. I mean, I know yeah. he's not, you know, he didn't grow up. Over there so in California, but you know, you love flexing all the players. You know, I thought maybe you and Juju might ride some bikes around Pittsburgh, but you're a year late. 
You should SoCal though. Me SoCal and NorCal got like a rivalry going on. I remember oh, I was joke. I remember joking <laughs> with Sable about that when I talked to him. I was like, because Sable went to USC, I went to Cal, so we we bonded over our hatred of UCLA. <laughs> so when you came to Pittsburgh, did you expect, I guess, the level of hatred that fans have towards the Pirates? I mean, I know with, like, every fan base, like, you got the folks that'll get riled up. Got the folks that'll kind of, like, dive way too deep into some things that shouldn't be diving deep into. That sentence made no sense, but I learned it very quickly. I learned it very quickly in spring training, especially, like, once the roster started whittling down. I'm, like, things that, even things that we kind of expected is just, like, y'all, like, y'all okay? Y'all good? Yeah, like, it's not like other te- like the Yankees, for yeah. example, they get riled up over every pitch. Pirates fans, on the other hand, were just negative by birth. We were born in this. I guess what was the most surprising thing to you about the Pirates fan base? Surprising. I don't know. I mean, for me, like my my interactions with the fan base have like generally been positive. At least I kind of try to, sh- you know, shy away from. Right. I- I'm really quick to mute. Like they're like if I see someone that's just like constantly spewing nonsense, I'm like, nah, I can't. I'm not trying to deal with this. Um, so that's why you don't know Bucko Mike. <laughs> he doesn't even I never muted him. I never <laughs> muted him. Again, I don't even think he follows me. I don't know. but um it's a very passionate fan base like that was something that like i learned very quickly um i'm surprised y'all didn't just banish me to never like to levels of like never being read i'm I'm surprised i wasn't just instantly blocked when i posted my announcement photo because uh honestly looking back at that one in retrospect i was like i don't know if that was the fit or not you were talking about loud outfits (laughs) (laughs) that's like hey in retrospect that's one hell of a way to like introduce yourself to like a fan base like i remember like putting that together i was like this is gonna be like the loudest thing i've ever but in my defense i was like i only get to make this announcement once i was like let me just make a statement let me have some fun with it I think I set the bar a little too high, though. Now I'm just going to be, like, wearing hoodies to the ballpark when it gets cold. <laughs> I can't no, be was... – oh, it'll get cold. I can't be – I can't pull that off. I was just looking to see what, like, our first interaction was, and it was it was definitely O'Neal – it was O'Neal Cruz related, <laughs> March 20th. Because I was very vocal, very, very, very vocal about O'Neal Cruz not being on that opening day roster. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think are. like <laughs> I, I I joke about this, but like yeah. I'm almost like scared isn't the right word, but like whenever I I, I tweet anything O'Neill Cruz yeah. related, it is just like this bombardment of like, but he's 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 hitting to whatever his his on base percentage, whatever he strikes out, whatever. I'm like, y'all, we've said this point like so many times, and it's I don't think we need to rehash this a million times. And I'm very, I will say this too. I like, I'm very like, when it comes to like nonsense, I don't, I kind of just brush it off, but you know, I see it and uh, I could be petty. I could pop off. <laughs> so uh, 
we're gonna keep that i don't i don't do it a lot i think i did it like one time over the course of the season i forgot why someone was just being hella annoying but uh there might be a day when i just pop off and just you know get a couple tweets off Mm. (laughs) might be that day i can't wait i don't know what it would like i don't know what it would have to be to like trigger me to do that but honestly it's, it's in there it's gonna take a competitive pirates team probably because I feel like we're all kind of at that breaking point. We all lived through that 13 through 15 stretch that the Pirates were good. And Pirates Twitter was amazing, but also just an absolute nightmare. And now we're all kind of on the same page where we lived through that. And we've all been there for so long and watched them for so long. Now we've got these the, the new people jumping in that we all just hate them now. Like the accounts? We- yeah, we got the new neighbors that jumped in. And we don't like them. <laughs> like our neighborhoods, I'm, we're good here. I, I was I'm all you. for I'm all for like new pirates fans. Like I mean, and that was something Not like 2013 in particular. Like you got you saw a lot of people yeah, come out of the you, you know come out of the woodwork. So I'm I will welcome any and all fans. Nope, we hate There's, positivity. You know, there's some people that annoy me with their over positivity, but uh, no, I'm, I'm give me all the fans. I'm good with it. Yeah. And like, I'm fans. I could, I'm not gonna say care less, I guess. I mean, there's some that are just like way overboard, like you're saying something, you know, Jim, it's not the fans that I really care and worry about. It's the people that believe they're more than fans that want to carry that tune. <laughs> well, the writers you, you send in, you know, and it's and it's like what, you're kind of doing quite a disservice to people who view you for education when you're Justice, talking nonsense. You but anyways, has just um, yeah, Justice, those people. Were you at the town hall meeting? Obviously, you weren't. You were. I was. Oh, I, mean, I don't anything? think any of the none of the members of the media okay. were there. Right. But that was a question that was in the yeah. chat. Yeah. So you didn't hear that quote or anything like anything they actually said firsthand. But the pirates were aiming for 83 wins this year, or they were planning on 83 wins i did see that which that doesn't you know that's that's not gonna surprise me it's not gonna shock me at all not not in terms of like the actual wins and losses but in terms of that being said that doesn't really shock me but um yeah Yeah. i I will say it's a the the more (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm gonna be honest i don't that I think that's going over my head. I don't. This is no disrespect to whoever that is. I'm not trying it's to pull me. like a Kiki. I'm not trying to pull like a Kiki Palmer. I'm not pulling like a Kiki Palmer. Like I don't know who this man is. Sorry to this man. I'm, but I'm still like familiarizing myself with like the Twitter sphere and like I mentioned yeah. this to y'all before we started. Like there's some some folks out there that say some interesting things, and I feel like every fan base has them. But I've I've I don't think uh I don't send shots at them, but I see it. I would. I just want to say that, like, I see a lot of stuff. I don't tweet about a lot of stuff, but I see a lot of stuff, and some of it just makes me like raise my eyebrows, like, hmm, okay. I think the different. The difference is probably just the Pirates fan base is such a small community compared to maybe like a Yankees fan base that you just a lot of it will go over your head. The passion well, of, of fan bases fan and such. I mean, before he was running for around the Foghorn, you know, Justice was a Giants fan. Oh, speaking God. of. A- the wild card too. games 2014. <laughs> so, well, I, I know you're right now, right? You're covering the Pirates, and such, but like, 
what was it like being a fan of a team that was good? <laughs> won three championships. <laughs> and also right. the Pirates out of the wild card. I mean, like, I would be I got I would be remiss if I was if I didn't say like Bay Area is like we're spoiled out here. Like like even if you throw the Warriors that or the, throw the Giants out of the equation, like I'm a Warriors fan. We were talking about this before the show and like you know the four titles since uh since 2015, the Giants they had that five year run, the Sharks before they were like choking away like three nothing leads in the Stanley. We kind of forget oh. that. Niners going to a couple <laughs> couple Super Bowls, but it was I mean, for the majority of like when I was like growing up, like and when I say growing up, it's like like I have vague memories of 2002. Like I was I don't remember like Dusty Baker pulling out Russ Ortiz in like real time. But like I have vague memories of that. Actually, if you want to know how like much of a baseball nerd I was from a young age for my fourth birthday, my mom got me the 2002 commemorative DVD. So like I have like a bunch of like really wow. random memories burned into my head, like David Eckstein hitting a walk off grand slam against the Blue Jays. Like why does not? And I, I'm like growing up too. Like why is this not common knowledge for everybody? Like y'all don't remember this? <laughs> but um, I remember the early years. Like it was just so much like bonds. I don't know. Bonds is like a sensitive topic, which I want to turn that question over to y'all in a second. Love them. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a universal opinion. <laughs> It's not, but uh, no, we it's not universal. But yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we do love him. This is a side note. During the pandemic, I went down like a a rabbit hole of like trying to figure out which version of Barry Bonds was the best. It was that was a fun thought experiment. I think I the one on that my... had like a like six hundred on base percentage, whatever one that was. That was oh four. But yeah. the question is, it's, it's for me. It was between oh four and ninety three. Ninety three, of course, being the the first season that he uh, left the yeah. Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so majority of like growing up, it, a lot of it was just kind of bonds because like the team itself, like they could never put a team around him. And it was like the home run chase. Like I have so many memories of that. And it's really interesting to think like in 07, like bonds and Lincecum were on the same team. Like it's weird to think oh, of those paths so crossing good. over. Side note, Lincecum's actually Filipino, pro- like the best Filipino American baseball player to ever exist, to my knowledge. Um, but then you kind of get into that Linscom age and like you go like oh eight, oh nine, and you're like, all right, there, like Linscom's doing his thing, Matt Kane's doing his thing, but it's and like you got Buster coming up, it's like, are they actually gonna be good? And then you know, 10, 12, and 14 happens. I kind of do maintain the the stance that the Giants were like probably the worst team in the playoffs every single year they won. Like if you kind of yeah. like go especially oh, that yeah. 20, that 2010 roster, that 2010 roster was a uh, they they just had some dudes on there, like some guys. <laughs> that pitching was nasty. So, so were you more of like a Bryce Harper, or a Hunter Strickland kind of guy? Hunter Strickland was like I, a pirate. I, by the way, I maintain that he was in the wrong. That he was a pirate. Yeah, mm. yeah. A lot of guys were. I was gonna say this. <laughs> If you're on the league, you're gonna find a lot of those guys. If we're talking if we're talking about guys that should be in the Hall of Fame, I'm gonna give a shout out to a former pirate, Kenny Lofton. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, you're speaking to Tyler. <laughs> I feel like I just struck a nerve there. Oh baby. That was uh, like Kenny Lofton. Speaking my language. 
he was he was on that 0-2 Giants team too. He like I think just criminally underrated. I think if, if they didn't do like a 10 ballot thing, better numbers just... than Ichiro. I don't hey, we, we ain't gonna get into any Ichiro slander. I, I don't want let's let's not compare two kings. You know, Ichiro is the man. I'm saying if one's in, so should the other. I mean, no, no. Not really. Ichiro, yeah. we're not we're not gonna get into this conversation, but you can't compare Kenny Lofton <laughs> to Ichiro. I'm sure sorry. I can. I think he just did. <laughs> right. I absolutely can. I did. I was actually just showing one of my nieces. There's like this compilation of Ichiro's infield hits, and I think one of them is set to shook ones, part two. It's the <laughs> yes, yeah, known pirate Travis Shikawa. I don't remember exactly where I was when he hit that walk off to send the Giants to the World Series, but there's like a compilation video of like Ichiro infield singles to like classic rap beats. It's one of my favorite, like just like places to dive down on YouTube. So there's that side tangent, but yeah, going back to like the giants, like it was, yeah, it was like, it was, I don't, I don't even know how to articulate it. Honestly, like, I don't want to say it was normal, which makes me feel like hella arrogant, (laughs) but like between that and like, that was normal. Yeah, like that was, that was just kind of. I mean, they won every other year. That was just yeah. kind of how it was, and then that kind of like the first year that the you know that dynasty kind of starts trickling out. The Warriors do their thing. Um, I will if you want to get me like really riled up. If you start slander Mister Wardell Stephen Curry the second, that's when you're gonna get me really riled up. <laughs> Honorary Filipino. <laughs> I, I, I don't think anyone here is gonna gonna slander Steph. I think you're safe there. But yeah, it was just like a, it's just a super interesting time, like being out here and like, you know, people that are like, like barely even baseball fans, like once the playoffs come around, it's like, oh yeah, I'm all in. And again, me being like that kind of contrarian, it's like, what you know about the, what you know about the the core four in the bullpen, what you know about Athel and Romo and Casilla, like what you know about those fools, definitely being like that, you know, kind of arrogant little high schooler, but it's, it's a lot of memories out here. It's a lot of good memories. It's kind of like a weird position now. I've kind of like abandoned fandom, you know, as a result of taking this job. So like the way that I view baseball is a lot different, but you know, always going to kind of have those years like fall back on. Right. And I, and I know that I was, I knew as soon as I came to Pittsburgh, I was like, don't talk about 2014 to anybody. No. Cause I know there was like that whole thing with like, you know, Cole and Liriano. And like, I know that was like a whole debacle. I know exactly where I was in my little truck driving around at work when that home run got hit, when the grand slam got hit. And I punched my steering wheel. Nope. I was at work because they, nope, because they won in 2013 when I was at work driving my truck around. So I decided, you know what? I'll do it again this year. Didn't work. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a good game. <laughs> we'll move past. I, that. I I don't feel like we need to bring that back up, but I I do feel like Justice should be an Oakland A's fan just to like deal with our pain. It's actually funny, like geographically speaking, I'm a lot closer to the A's. Especially yeah, so you should like, be an A's fan. But I was so my mom is originally from San Francisco, and then my dad immigrated to San Francisco, so it was kind of like that. That's kind of the connection there. But I, I do want to go back to the question of Bonds because, like, I've always known that he's, like, super polarizing. But I, like, I don't know how polarizing. Like, like can you, like, appreciate, like, controversy or not? Like, can you appreciate, like, what the totality of his career or is it always, like, that lingering, like, 
what what could have been if he like stayed. I feel like it's different with our age group. For maybe our fathers that are Pirates fans, they might feel differently. For ours, I think we appreciate him a little bit more. That probably could be it. Yeah, I mean, I, let's see. I was I was five when he left the Pirates. So I don't really have any personal memories of Pittsburgh Pirate Barry Bonds, right? All my memories of Barry Bonds are as a giant. Um, now, I, I remember, like, looking at 1993 Topps baseball cards, and I remember it, it had it had Barry Bonds in a Pirates jersey, but it said Giants, mm. right? So I, I specifically remember, like, that particular set. Uh, of, of baseball cards, but um, no, I, I've always, I've always thought very fondly of Barry Bonds. I mean, growing up, he was a really good baseball player throughout the entire course of the nineties while I was a kid. Um, and then what he did towards the tail end of his career was just insane. Steroids or not, I don't really care. Like you're not going to convince me that there's a better hitter that ever lived best hitter of all time. Um, steroids or not so that, that, I mean, that's my thoughts on it me and alex got into the we got into like a griffey bonds debate Ooh. like midway through the season um i think we said 90s specifically i think that was like the terms of our, our like our debate i remember losing in like the polls i think product was that because alex was the one that posted it not me but <laughs> yeah the home field advantage yeah home field yeah. advantage it was unfair yeah, yeah. But I, I firmly go with Bonds. Bonds in the 90s was like, again, I've just spent so many times on like so many hours on fan graphs and baseball reference. Like I love Griffey like that. Like if they're like Griffey and Bonds are both like top five like guys like I wish I could see live in person, like in their prime of primes. But just going off the highlights, going off what I have, like you see those two dudes and you're like, it's Bonds, man. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, you like, look see, at Griffey was Griffey was my dude. I love so, Ken Griffey Jr. growing up. And it's like, so. You got a backwards. I, I both of you have backwards hats on. Yeah. And there's your Griffey guys. There's his autograph right in that case. Yeah. Um, but, but no, I mean, with that said, like, I, I'm not going to say like I was a huge Pirates fan growing up. So that could also be like my whole Bond situation. Uh, I was born in Jersey. I moved here when I was seven. And, well, I say here in Pittsburgh um, area. <laughs> People in Pittsburgh like hate me for saying that. So I moved to Newcastle. And so it's like I wasn't like entrenched in the pirate stuff. But yeah, like Griffey just, I loved Griffey. And of course, you talk about baseball movies, right? I mean, Griffey and Randy Johnson. What was it? Uh, little Big um, League. Yeah, Little Big League. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, like he was that dude for me. But Bonds was so good. But it's like one thing, like I just wish it's one of those things like, if one thing could change, I see that tweet all the time. Like if someone never experienced injuries, like that's Griffey to me. I wish he had it like the Bonds like career where he was just healthy throughout. So maybe he needed to take steroids. I don't know, but he needed to be that dude. He's for sure yeah. hitting 700 homers healthy. For sure. For oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. He, he was very homers. good for a long time. Um, I mean, I think if you're just comparing the two, like <laughs> you look at like black ink, right? <laughs> like it's just not even close. Barry Bonds was, his whole baseball reference page is just littered with black ink. Griffey's right. got a few, a few here and there, but uh, it's just nothing like Barry Bonds. Um, and I think, like, co- kind of going back to the Griffey Bonds debate, yeah, I mean, their their careers aligned p- 
pretty closely as far as when they played. Griffey definitely had like the cool factor, right? Like he was in the movies. He was, he had his own video games. He was actually in video games because like Barry Bonds was John Dowd, right? So like He's Barry Bonds wasn't the even face in of Barry. baseball. Like, yeah, like he wasn't even like, in video games. Let's be honest. He had so, video games named after him. Yeah, yeah. So like Griffey definitely had like that popularity, cool factor going for him, whereas Bonds really never had that. Um, he was mostly viewed as someone, you know, media didn't like him, uh, but, you know, you obviously saw the talent on the field, but I think that's why you have a lot of people growing up saying, you know, I love Ken Griffey Jr. You don't have a lot of people who were growing up saying I love Barry Bonds just because, yeah, he just didn't have that cool factor to him. I think people also forget, like, they were both super-duper five-tool dudes. Like, they stole 40 bases a year, both of them. Ken Griffey yeah. was unreal. And never forget that they could have both been teammates on the Pirates, if not for the weird draft yeah. rules. Let's not go there either. Yeah, that would have been pretty wild. I remember tweeting about that in, like, the preseason. I remember pissing a lot of people off when I said that. <laughs> Man, what if you would have had like that alpha? Like, what if you had like a Griffey? I remember the whole Bonds. thing coming up. That was from you because I remember the whole thing coming up this year. That was me. So you started that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, hey, this yeah. is super interesting. I didn't notice. That's and why I had to start bringing the donuts back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, imagine like a Griffey Bonds Vance like outfield there. In the oh, early God. Nasty. oh, God. Nasty. With God. Bobby Bonilla just hanging out of third. Yeah. Nasty. Man. Think like, no, but I think we all three of us have a pretty favorable view of Barry Bonds. Yep. If there's like anyone that like I wish I just had their stat cast numbers, like he's one of those dudes. Like just like I would love to just like see what his percentiles would be on, like especially like oh four. Yeah. Like he, he, we want to talk. Like we always joke about like O'Neill like breaking stat cast. Like that would be some crazy stuff. Or like ninety three, ninety two. Like when he was doing his thing, just like what would that look like? And Bonds like, had like a 480 thing. on base percentage at like 42 years old. That's what that's what I was looking at. Like that's the other thing. Like I don't think we talk enough about. He was 42 years old, and Jim wants to talk about everything in bold. He was 42 years old, led the league in walks, led the league in on base percentage. Like he had, he batted 276, 480. He slugged 565. Look at that! At 42 man. years old. Like the guy didn't just stop playing baseball because he wasn't good. So, I mean, we're talking about Griffey, how he could have kept going if he was healthy. Like, Bonds literally just could have kept going. And he was like, I'm not. He just stopped at wow. being an MVP type player. Well, I mean, I remember the rumors about the Pirates bringing him back. Yeah, I heard a lot of those. Remember the Washington Wild Things offered him a contract? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't remember that. I, yeah, I really yeah. do think the guy could show up and maybe hit at a slightly below average major league level at this point. This is just like, like this modern is a, day, the modern day plot to Mister Three Thousand because I think he's like fifty hits movie. away from three thousand, something movie. like that. I need to watch. Yeah, it. he's real close. Yeah. So, All right, um, Bernie Mac. Twenty. Yeah, like he's sixty-five hits away. Unwarranted Wait, shot at this play right it. now. But would you rather have Barry Bonds your team right now or Mason Martin? Barry, Barry Bonds. Bonds. <laughs> okay. You get it. Speaking of baseball movies, did y'all know that like part of the fan was like shot at Three River Stadium? I don't think I know that movie. 
God, this is the most insane. Do do either of y'all know? I don't, that I don't know. I don't know the fan. No. Oh is that my like Wesley God. Snipes. Yes, this is the where Wesley Snipes is basically Barry Bonds. Like he used he played in Atlanta and then he signed with San Francisco. It's it is like the most. It's more of like a baseball adjacent movie. I'm gonna like partially spoil it, but like basically, Wesley Snipes character. Bobby Rayburn, which is like such like it's such a 90s baseball name. <laughs> like he had he's like an MVP in Atlanta, signs with the Giants, and like Robert De Niro plays like this super stalkerish fan, and it just spirals from there. And like De Niro like eventually kidnaps the like Rayburn's kid. John Crux in the movie, and he gets stabbed to death in like the final scene on the field at like a pouring candlestick park. It is the most it's just like the wildest baseball movie but apparently part of it was like shot and like alex texted that to me i was like what like how no it is it is like it's so it's it's weird to just even look back on it like i was i watched in like middle school i should not have been watching that what's your favorite baseball movie there's a lot of random movies that just get shot in pittsburgh and pittsburgh sports stadiums in particular i just don't know what what his favorite is there's that one movie that has Taylor Lautner at P- like running through PNC Park. Mm. I forgot like what it's called. But like that that's what you're gonna say is your favorite. Oh, my favorite. That's I was tough. about to say like Taylor Lautner running through PNC Park was. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but a side note though, like when we were talking about Freddie Prince Jr., like Taylor Lautner, like that was the comparison that I got a lot when I was a kid. Like when Shark Boy and Lava Girl was coming out, and then when Twilight came out, <laughs> I got that compliment, or not? I don't even think it's a compliment or not. No, Someone that's a compliment. That to me like three days ago. Like I walked into a coffee shop and was like, "Has anyone ever told you you look like Taylor Lautner?" And I was like, "Middle school, every single day, yes." People call me Shark Boy. <laughs> uh, favorite baseball movie though. Damn, this is actually I've actually like never thought too deeply about this subject i'm tried and true field of dreams see i've got to go i've got to go major league like it's a cleveland team i can't root for it no it's it's excellent like everything about it is excellent nope don't care i know field of dreams got like super polarizing like because of the field of dreams game Mm -hmm. but i will say like that's Field of Dreams is a movie that has like a special place in my heart because like yeah. I, would watch, I watched that movie with my mom growing up. Like that's kind of like how yeah. our bond with baseball. They have a catch at the our, end. Uh, is it have a catch or can we? It's play have play? a catch. No, no, it's play catch. It's, it's play, play catch. Have a catch. They did. They messed up that part. Can we no, no, have a catch. And that ruined the whole no. movie. No, it ruins the whole movie. That. You're a dummy. <laughs> it, it's it's not have a catch. It's can we play catch or can we throw no. something else? I oh, love that movie, but like right at the end, I'm just like, oh my god, I it's not. It. They have a catch, <laughs> and I hate that. We're gonna have to debate this every year at Infinitum yeah. for the yeah. Field of Dreams game. <laughs> no, it's have a catch. Um, I feel like my favorite baseball movie might have to be Sandlot. I it's love fair. Sandlot. It's fair. So, all right. So since I you mentioned it, because I was gonna say you guys are gonna hate me for saying this, but it's the Sandlot for me too. And I just, I don't know, just the era when I watched it. I, I think that means a lot too i don't know yeah at the time of your life when you watch something i mean i was those kids then and i'm just glad know. that we know that justice is a full-on giants fan because he didn't pick moneyball 
<laughs> well, I was gonna say I was. It's actually funny. I was watching like Moneyball clips right before this. <laughs> Moneyball, Moneyball has like such a special place in my heart. Moneyball too. is so. It's the good. movie is so wrong though. Like Sunlight is me. Sadly, I kind of get out of here. Out of here. No lobster for you now. No lobster. <laughs> <laughs> no one I'm said gonna... Bull Durham though. I'm a I'm a big Bull Durham fan. I love Bull Durham. I came to but, Bull Durham late. Yeah, I, I like, didn't watch like, that until later. Moneyball is like just that. so inaccurate in general. I, it's it's it a good movie, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good, good movie, movie, but it kind of pushed me off of it. Just I think the thing about Moneyball that gets me is like they 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 act like this winning streak was like winning the World Series and like the greatest yeah. thing of all time, and it was. I mean, it was a regular season win. They also just mm-hmm. completely you know? ignored the fact that they had like the best rotation in baseball. They did. they never even mentioned that they never mentioned Barry Zito, Tim Hudson, Mark Mulder. Like they didn't mention those guys. I feel like they mentioned Ricardo Rincon more than all three of those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put together. Yeah. Now in the said, book, like, in the book they talk about those guys. Yeah. But, but like yeah. Carlos Pena was hardly on that team. He got traded at deadline. That being said, just he wasn't the scene, good. The scene where like um where Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt, like it's after the winning, it's like after the season ended, and he's like, it's a metaphor, Billy. He's like, I know it's a metaphor. That's all. That's always a scene. I guess yeah. it tugs at the heartstrings. I'm trying to think of like more, it's like how can you not be romantic about baseball? That'll get you. Always get you. Mm-hmm. What other like good movies are out there? I'm like blanking on just a bunch of movies right now. I mean. You you brought up Mr. 3000. I used to love that movie. Mr. 3000 is so good. There's another one about Roberto, Roberto Clemente. I think it's like Chasing 3000. With, uh, yeah, that's a good movie too. I actually, I teared up at the end of that one. It's a good movie. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's very like low produced, but. Yep, it's solid though. And like, I'm also a big fan of like 61. Like I, I like that movie. I thought, I think it's well, well done. Um, and like The Natural is just kind of like a classic, you know. Have y'all ever seen like the actual ending of the natural? Like in that's in the book? No. Basically, like the dude gets like sentenced to jail. <laughs> and it's like a whole like shoeless Joe Jackson thing. Like that. That's a completely different ending than compared to the book. <laughs> yeah. Um if we're talking about recent movies though, 42 is very good. I love 42. 42 is excellent. All right, yeah. I don't know if y'all have no. seen like the new Black Panther yet, but not yet. Not yet. Like y'all know how I'm not gonna spoil really anything really, but also, the first Black Panther out the last time, Miguel Andor was good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, basically, when, when they do the Marvel like title card, like it's all just it's all Chadwick, and I was just like, you could hear a pin drop in that theater, man. It was yeah, so yeah. It was. It was actually cool about that movie too. Is like my nieces. So I have three, eleven. They're eleven, eight, and five. One's about to be six. And they're like getting to that age where like they're being people now with like interests and they're not just being like all flat out annoying all the time. And my oldest niece, like she plays like a lot of softball and like she wanted to wear like 42 as a result of like that movie. So that's just like cool than that, like being like the like a kind of a like her learning the history, things like that. Yeah, I think 42 kind of gets like put down on the baseball resume of best movies just because it's so recent i think in 20 years it's going to be up there in the top five i think a, movie. i think a dark horse like one of my dark horse favorite baseball movies that we mentioned it is little big league 
because that's like easily it's not a debate that's the best mm -hmm. baseball acting and it's not even close because they got really? a lot of like former baseball players for that movie and they got like the, with the curve you know that's a good call because like nothing pisses me off more in like movies i feel like is yeah yeah these horrible i mean i think mm -hmm. the most famous one is what that foot that clip of that guy playing the quarterback right when he's like <laughs> <laughs> that's right. like, like on. On. i this hate I, isn't, there's isn't a lot that, of sports movies that I, this, that shit turns me off. I can't watch it anymore. So you make yeah. a good point, Justice, because that was actually yeah. well played athletically. Yeah, like there's like scenes of like them sliding into home plate. I'm like, oh, that's like actually how you would slide into home plate. Or like, and then you get like Griffey that's just like launching a ball into the Metrodome. <laughs> so not good. just the cutout of them like wristing it and it actually feet. Right. <laughs> Now I'm trying to think of like baseball movies because in baseball it's like it's so hard to act because it's like you can't like re like to get like a one shot of like someone like hitting a 90 mile per hour fastball like that's that's you can't recreate that. Or also you know, can, to come back to like trouble mile an hour fastball to come back to like trouble with the curve for a second like just the concept of like the overall concept of like getting like this random kid and like. We, like we hear these stories all the time but like this dude just like strikes out their number one product <laughs> and like no one was like he can't hit a curveball and like also can we just acknowledge the fact i don't remember what the dude's name is but like just from an athleticism perspective it's like you just drafted like at best a first baseman like what are we doing here <laughs> i'm just glad he didn't say his favorite movie was summer catch <laughs> that's a Summer Catch, if I remember right, Summer actually, no, they have Freddie Prince Jr. pitching. Yep. It wasn't that good. Yeah. Sure do. But I will say that movie is. played Scooby Doo. That movie is maybe solely responsible for me wanting to go to the Cape Cod League. And it sucks because like it's hard because it's like right in the middle of the season, but like I've always wanted to go after that movie. I do have a weird like opinion of movies where if they have fake like NFL or MLB teams, I'm out. Like the replacements, I enjoy it, but it, like, they're not real. Yeah. Another, I'd have to rewatch it, but another like sneaky good baseball movie. At least it's been a while since I've seen it, but Mr. Baseball. With uh, a, with oh, Tom, you're right. Um, I like I, I like that movie. I remember yeah. the acting in that being very good. Mm -hmm. Although, like, I would have to rewatch it and kind of look out for the, yeah, you know, the elements of race in there and kind of see how that's portrayed. <laughs> But it like I, I was reading about like I've read a couple of books about Japanese baseball and like it's partially accurate to the point of like team versus the individual things over that nature. But and then there's also the fact that like Tom Selleck like also got in the batter's box in an actual game and like held his own. I don't think he, he didn't get on base, but he looked like he knew what he was doing. Have y'all seen that? No, like in a real game. It's not like a, a game that counted, but it was an exhibition and like he was suited oh, out, like Billy Crystal did suited up for the tigers mm -hmm. and like got in the batter's box and like was like he looks like just from like a stance perspective he looks like someone that could hit 30. he looked <laughs> he looks apart yeah no that was that's a solid movie I, I haven't watched that in a while though it's another one of those movies where like i watch it and i'm like i want to go to japan one day and watch yeah. baseball out there and see how it was done we haven't really uh rookie of the year another one too no one said that it's a good one also, for the love of the game, I don't care what you say. I love that movie. 
there are bits and pieces of that I'm I'm a fan of. Yeah. You you you're tugging on Mike Persak's heartstrings because of the Tigers. I get. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We need a Pirates movie. What would a Pirates? Chasing three thousand. It would, probably, it would be like it would be like the new version of Major League. Chasing three thousand. The original Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield, when you think about it, it's kind of like a like a really depressing movie. It's like, yeah, this dude's about to die, but you because of his smoking, but like he's gonna go the distance and throw like 170 pitches. <laughs> Whatever. Well then also like sorry, kid. I'm I'm not gonna like you until the Angels win a pennant. Like, what a terrible dad. <laughs> Just like an awful father, this guy was. <laughs> So, side story about that, right? Um, For those that know, right, Ryan, and I used to be in Orchard Nine, right? So, Ryan left. So, every time I've asked Ryan to come back, like, hey, you going to come back? He sends me that clip. (laughs) 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 Another another movie that I'm remembering, I don't know if y'all ever seen it. It's called Mickey. This is a baseball movie. Y'all seen it? About, like, the... The Little League Kid? Yeah. It's like the a one real, that cheated. I'm not. Yeah, like, yep. There have been like a decent. I think amount that's of a like, true story, isn't it? Or I don't know if ish. it's a true story, but like, or it's, is it? It's like based off that one kid that was like 16 throwing in a little league world series. It feels like vaguely, like I feel like there could have been like some inspiration for yeah, it. But I know what you're talking about. I've seen the movie. What about the scout? I haven't seen that. Ooh, one. I, uh, I haven't seen Frazier. that hell long. Yeah. The can we the funniest part about the scout is that like Ozzy Smith plays he plays for the Cardinals but they have him like portrayed as like a slugger, and it's like, no, yeah, and like I just remember that scene where like the player like the dude scouts is like on the top of Yankee Stadium before the World Series just so fucking nervous, and they have to get like a helicopter to like bring him down to the field. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> right. That's like, what if so, that happened? The one life? we left off that I think is needs mention: Hardball. You, know, oh. you talk about the little, the little kid. RPG baby, baby. Yeah. RPG baby, with yeah. the fuck, like a young Keanu Reeves, a young yes. Michael B. Jordan, like like one of the saddest movies in, or scenes in like that was any so baseball. So good, movie. like the Big Papa scene. Yes, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's Nothing so damn you good. Like G baby. Right, and then on the kind of the same lines, you got like Bad News Bears, you know, you got those two. But Meh. can we pretend Meh. that like the sequels to Sandlot never happened? I mean, I never watched them, so therefore they, they are yeah, so, I don't never watched them. So bad. Like one of, I think it's the third one. It's like called Sandlot Chasing Home, and like the, this guy's talking about the third one. Stop! <laughs> I don't think I've watched the second one. Um, <laughs> They're, basically, the plot of it is like this dude's like a superstar on the Dodgers and he's kind of like an asshole. And like he's taking batting practice one day and like fireworks malfunction. He gets hit in the head with a ball and then he like goes back in time to be with his buddies. And then like his mom is like dying or something. And it's just like this really weird plot. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, what does this have to do with? The- I think Squints is like a coach. I'm like, what are we doing here? All I've gathered from the night is that I need to rewatch Eastbound and Down. Uh, Eastbound and Down, great. That's excellent. We need you know, another one too. Um, I'm I'm a fan of Fever Pitch. For mm. sure. Didn't we talk about that? I don't think we did. Oh. 
Is that Clint Eastwood? No. What's the one with Clint Eastwood? Trouble with the curve. Was, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mix those ones up. Fever pitches Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barry. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Tyler would love that one. Oh, it's a rom com. I think love Justice him. muted himself. He did. Yeah, he did. I might be able to unmute him. These old people no. don't know how to work this technology. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough getting old. <laughs> it says your but, your mic's not connected. This is why I don't touch things. <laughs> Although I will say his microphone is so clear. Yeah, he definitely yeah. is the best mic, I think, out of anybody. It's impressive. He's got himself a Yeti. You can do too, Tyler, if you get out of your truck. Yeah, it's still in there. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're back. People would like get on me for like holding this microphone just because of like the like this is a microphone that needs like a stand. I'm like, y'all want to pay for like one of the ones you can ha- like hold my hand? Like, come on, y'all. <laughs> what were we saying? Uh, yeah, the thing about Fever Pitch is that like they originally planned to like have an ending revolving around like the Red Sox losing, and then they won. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, we got to completely like change the, the way that this ends. Yeah. Which is like, you just like, yeah, it just happens to coincide with this major sporting event. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like not happened in generations. Well, I think even like part of like, they were actually like in attendance for the yeah. game. So like, that's part of it. Like they actually have like footage of the games and them being there. So she's like insane. Yeah. We talked enough about baseball movies for the last half hour. I know this t- this turned into like a Mount Rushmore baseball movie. <laughs> turns into like yeah, th- yeah. this this became like remember some guys. We and stopped like, and talking about the Pirates movies. an hour ago. I mean, I think more than an hour ago. <laughs> you you hear no problems with me. I think what we should start doing is ranking those albums that are on the wall right there. Listen, I well, tried to get them. It'll on just be it. you and I because these we, two have no, no idea what they that. even are. Put a no, put doggy style back that. on Spotify. I know like Snoop's trying to buy like Death Row Records, but like I want to be able to listen. He what? Did he? That's done like eight months ago. I feel. I don't think like he's I already got he, the Death Row wine out now. There was like a whole thing about like why his stuff isn't like him and Dr. Dre. Like Chronic's not on Spotify right now, which is very disheartening. But that's right. besides the point. You're not gonna get any like Taylor Swift like conversations out of me. I don't know, I don't know like what lane y'all dive into, but I know that that's a big thing right now. You have get Richard. I dive in many there. lanes, but I'm not in Taylor Swift lane. That's all I know. I'm like I'm a Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seth Jim loves him some Taylor Swift. I know that Taylor Swift's been like getting some flack right now because of the whole thing of her producing vinyls. Because like the whole thing is like it's there's only so many vinyls that can be like produced at a certain time. And so like a lot of like indie artists are like y'all are, like taking up the stock like you don't need these. You, you have, you're not about this. But so all I see on my Instagram, my Twitter right now, it's Taylor Swift. 
which right. if you would have told me the the middle schooler in me who was such a big Kanye fan that I would probably have more of a favorable opinion towards Taylor Swift in 2022 than Kanye. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, an odd, it's an odd turn of events. Yeah. I'm not going to go there either right now. Where is he going? I like that one. <laughs> that that version. Lay registration. I do miss the old Kanye, the one that was not off his rocker. Yeah, I mean, I miss the slightly newer, older Kanye. <laughs> this man's a. It's like hard to like think of like artists. I mean, I mean, there's a couple, but like having like losing that much like favorable like public opinion in like a short amount of time. I mean, it's, forget artists, like people in general, just anybody. <laughs> It's not a fun rabbit hole to go down. No. Dang, we are two nope. hours, we're two hours into this. Damn. We are. Uh, I believe this will be a two-parter on the podcast version. <laughs> yeah. We need I think to we're going to have our Pirates version. And we'll then, the, uh, hey, let's get to know Justice yeah. and talk some baseball movies. Well, the shoot the shit version. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anything else you guys wanted to talk about? I don't know rap music. Correct. Let's well let, let's workshop real quick before we, we hop off. We need to have a myself, you, and block on. We need to get block on a show and talk some 90s hip hop. What's a I'm trying to think now, like what is a good like introductory rap album? Cause like there's just so many different flavors and like so many different routes you can go down. I'm trying to think like I feel like Illmatic is like a good one. I don't know mm. who that human is. That's the Bible. Of, that's the Bible of rap, written by Young Nas. I don't know. So, hear me out on this. I feel like if you're, I kind of want to say the Blueprint. Anything Jay Z is good. Just it's because like 2010. I feel like if you're introductory, like it's still new enough. It's got old flavor. It's Jay. It's got a lot of everything, and it's. It's just nonstop hit. Isn't that the album that, uh, like, the song about New York is on? No. Well, that's three. Blueprint three. Blueprint was 2001. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. It's literally 9-11. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I I really don't know. I don't listen to rap music. My bad. Um, That's something to definitely debate. I feel like Illmatic might be too old. If this is the first time you listen to rap music, you might be like, this is old. That is true. I, I was the like thinking, like, might be current enough to respect all everywhere. This is a side note, but I remember last year I was driving around James Fagan, who covers the, the White Sox for the Athletic. And I like picked him up from his hotel from the Coliseum one day, and I was playing Black Star. And he was like, you are playing like my college playlist right now. And he like dubbed me like the youngest, like old head that he knows. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest with you. When you pulled out the Jay Dillo, I was like, okay. Dilla. I've been, I thought you were young, which I know you're young, but I, I have been Jay Dilla. <laughs> well, like recently, like I've been diving into like a lot of like, I've been listening to so much Stevie Wonder. Like I've been, I've had like intervisions on re- RPMF Doom. 
Yeah. I've had like Intervisions by Stevie on repeat. I've had Talking Book on repeat. I've had Songs in the Key of Life on repeat. Listen to a lot of Sade. Sade, like, I'm trying to get like my, like, I'm trying to culture my nieces too. Cause like, I'm picking them up from school. And I'm like, what can I play y'all? Cause I'm convinced like their generation just doesn't listen to music. Cause they got like Instagram and TikTok and all that. So I got to culture them up. Mm-hmm. And then I, <laughs> I, y'all would appreciate this. I hope. I remember I was taking them back from school one day. And I played them the entirety of Freebird. And I was like, like I like I grew up playing like Guitar Hero and like Freebird is like the song at the when you beat the campaign mode. And it's like that was my first time ever hearing. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I'm just like looking at them while I was playing, like just empty look. I'm like, give it a couple of years. Give it a couple of years. Let me hand you this like rem- remote guitar. You'll appreciate it. Right. <laughs> Here's my PlayStation 2. Here's the guitar. <laughs> yeah, I love me some it. 70s rock as well. If it ain't Tom yeah. Petty, I don't care. Tom Petty's good as hell, too. I don't Hold think that's a, that's I don't think that's a rabbit hole that I've explored that much. But I wouldn't be opposed to it. Get down a Tom Petty rabbit hole, get down a Bob Seeger rabbit hole. That's that's not my homework assignment. That's what we're gonna bring to the table next time. We're gonna bring the donuts. We're gonna bring some pierogies. We're just gonna oh. jam that. We're gonna we're gonna rank albums. That's gonna be the yeah. next time out. And it's night life. I'll I'll there eat a pierogi to uh, rank some albums. I'll bring yeah. blueberry donuts. We need a good Sounds a good like pierogi for Donardo. I need a pierogi too. I, I still got got to break that streak. Or well, I guess we for the pierogi we need to. I was gonna say or why wait? We got Bradenton coming up maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm planning on going down. So, same. I think we all are. Yeah, kind of. I, I mean, it's only three and a half hours for me. So, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll definitely be there this year. I would hope I'm down in Bradenton. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> that was Bradenton was like a it's an interesting place. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm a fan of like Anna Marie Island, Bradenton Beach, that area. I could uh, not far away. That's all. I could definitely retire and snowbird there for sure. In the same way that like I'm as a California kid, I'm super soft and I'm not I'm not built for the snow. I'm also not built for the heat. I'm built for like 70 degrees. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm soft. Mm -hmm. I let that be known constantly. I'm not hiding from it. So like Pittsburgh in like July and August is just I was not, going through it. Not I was like <laughs> I was going through it. Like those days when it would be like it would rain one day and be like 90 the next. Yeah. Ugh. It's just short. so muggy. It's like you're in the jungle. Too short too. West Coast legend. Oh, Bucko Mike's going to get on the He's going to be yep. a fan now. Yeah. Yep. Well, Bucko Mike He DMs might follow me. you now. Bucko Mike DMs me lyrics to, to songs he makes up. So me too. <laughs> there are there are Easy, like naughty rotten rhymer. In the like there are a couple songs like in the Bay Area that like if you grew up here, like you just know them like the back of your hand, like Blow the Whistle by Too Short, Tell Me When to Go by 40, Thizzle Dance by Mac Dre. Like those are songs like you hear that like first note and you're like, This is this is home. This is different. Which again, like, if y'all ever out in the bay, like, I, I gotta, 
I gotta let y'all know where to go because it's a this is this is my home. This is a special place. Make that happen. No, I was looking at the Pirates' schedule next year, and I, I was mm-hmm. like, one one trip that would be cool would be like that Seattle San Francisco swing. But uh, I think I decided on L.A. San Diego that that one. So even L.A. San <laughs> Diego, like if you go to go to Koreatown in L.A., mm-hmm. you get some Korean food that'll change your life. I love Korean food too. You could love. probably you could get the the Korean version of a pierogi. <laughs> I don't even know what that would translate to, but I mean, every daughter would like one. it, so it doesn't matter. Every culture's yeah. got one. I might. It probably made better. You're ridiculous. <laughs> First thing I'm doing, when I'm getting back is I'm I'm going to a pen. I'm trying to make it happen. Go to a pens game with Alex. See what it's like to be a real Yinzer, and then uh, have a pierogi. There you go. We got we to gotta knock those boxes off. There it is. Have you some Beatles pizza? Haven't had it. We got we to gotta knock that off, too. Gotta knock There's off a lot. Y'all got to give me y'all. Y'all got to give me y'all recommendations. Y- you got to do the cold cheese pizza. No, you don't. Oh, I forgot about that. I do got to do that. No, <laughs> that you don't have things, to do that. That was one of the things that. when I was driving. Nah, like, you got to do like, it. I knew that was a thing, and I just I completely forgot about that. So yeah, I don't even know where you could get it. I've lived, I've never had it. I have no idea where you could it's, get it. So it's more like an Ohio Valley style pizza, but Pittsburgh kind of took it. And no, they didn't. The, no yeah. one calls that Pittsburgh style pizza. It's not yeah. a thing. It's I really know. not a thing. It's called Ohio Valley style pizza. Yeah. It's not a That's thing. Pittsburgh like, Clothing Company. Actually, yeah, just because like one place has pizza wrong. that serves cold wrong. cheese doesn't mean wrong. it's a thing. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't, no, doesn't belong to a region. No, it's it is actually big. It's it is big. Ohio Valley. It is a thing. It's just it's not like Pittsburgh. it's it's this way. Like where I'm at towards Steubenville, it's big there. It's not yep. big anywhere. This actually this okay. actually does remind you know, me. No, it's big know, there. I, which I, is I literally not. live here. It's really not. I'm. It, I'll it guarantee it's not big. There. I guarantee it is. You I've dummy. never been there, but I bet it's not big there because it's I such a bet stupid you it is. idea. I literally live here. It is a stupid idea. You live in Louisville, Kentucky. You know nothing about pizza. No, that's the one one food that we're not great at. Correct. You're not good at anything. You're in Louisville. You create running quarterbacks. That's it. <laughs> bourbon. And a uh, number one draft picks. Uh, bourbon. Man, there you go. Bourbon. Overall, but... I have the one, I guess we could like, this could be like a good place to like end off on is when when major when they created like when new era made those hats oh about like God. the regional food <laughs> i don't rem- like i remember in the bay it was like sushi and i was like i guess but like especially for the giants it's like garlic fries are right there but mm. what was the what was the food they they put on the cap for pittsburgh it was a pierogi wasn't it it was a pierogi but it looked yeah. like a i don't know it didn't really look like it almost looked like a dumpling which yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like Bring but those was, hats back. Yeah, no, they're. I feel like they're every new era hats. is like. Bring those hats back. I love yeah, them. New new era yeah. hasn't come out with good stuff in a while. I remember seeing one of those hats in the wild, and I wanted to ask the person to take a picture of it. I was like, "This is amazing." This is like a. Well, did you see the new the new ones with like the animals? It's got like a like a deer on it. <laughs> I think I have. <laughs> 
I remember seeing the one with like the holes that were in the hats, and I was like, I understand. But also, yeah. But also, (laughs) R.I.P. Virgil. R.I.P. Virgil. All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) since we have talked about baseball in an hour and a half, Comfort of Pirates baseball, stay for conversations about things. We're going to have to, yeah, we're going to make some ongoing topics here. Thoughts with justice or something. Hey, if y'all y'all but, bring me on, like I will I will just see like the happenings in my life. We'll have the book talk corner, we'll have the food corner, we'll have the rap corner. We'll just like make these <laughs> it should be I'll lobster be on for the food part. Yeah, it should be lobster. I like that. I like that. Should just do mukbangs. That's what we gotta make happen. There it is. But anyways, let's get out of here then. It's been two hours and seventeen minutes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely break this up into two. Remember when Tyler's like, I got to work tomorrow? Yeah, so it's been two hours and 17 minutes. So anyways. I uh, like a week. I'm just chilling. Yeah. Justice, I do really appreciate you coming on. We'll have you back on sometime. Maybe before Alex. Maybe we'll have you back on before Alex comes on again. I got to get some. Before you leave, just a true story to come out here too. Because I saw Alex respond say it took him six months to come on. Wasn't it six years? Maybe that's right. Six years. I want to set the record straight. I don't know if you know who Noah Hiles is. That's my. That's one of the first people I met when I came. Okay. So he and Alex like did podcasts together and stuff. So when it was just Ryan and I, we were gonna have Alex and Noah come on, and we're gonna play a game. And Alex didn't make it. It was just Noah. So Alex (laughs) went zero for one. We invite Alex on the show again. It was Tyler and I, because of course Jim didn't make it like he normally doesn't. So it was Tyler, myself, and Alex. And guess who had to leave the show because there was a free agent signing of Taylor Cahill. <laughs> it was Trevor, Trevor Cahill. Cahill. Trevor yeah. Cahill. <laughs> so Alex went over two right away. So I just want to let the record be known. You know, this guy just—he wasn't about it. You were about it. You shot your shot. You came on 20, within twenty-four hours. Just asked on done. Hey man, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my candidacy up early. For that beef board, yeah, I'm trying to get it up early. Yeah, I need that, camp, need that fan campaign. Yeah. never stops. Campaign, campaign, hey, never stops. You gotta get that lobster. Slot for sacks gone. <laughs> you know, I was gonna duke it out. Yeah. But no, for real, appreciate you coming on. We'll have you on again sometime soon. We'll get out of here. Bye bye. Yes, appreciate y'all. Sorry, Scouts. See you guys. Oh, 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 oh,